Welcome to another episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday Show. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton, and every Monday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, we release a new episode to help you learn more about the power of manifesting. The more you listen, the more you'll learn. On the second Monday of each month, our sponsor, Jillian Harris, joins us. Visit her at theconsciouscougar.com and learn more about how she uses the power of color, energy, thought, emotions, and crystals to help her manifest and how she can help you learn how to manifest even better. Call 516-418-5651 on the second and fourth Mondays at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time when I am live with Jillian or possibly other guests. Be sure to follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your other favorite platforms so you don't miss a single one of our most popular podcasts. Now let's get to today's topic. Well, good morning, everybody. It is October 3rd. It's 11 o'clock in the morning, 11.01 actually. And I want to tell you that this is what we asked for. You need to be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And, you know, that's not just an old platitude our mothers used to tell us. We're going to explore the power behind our words and even how when we may not be mindful of exactly what we're asking for at the time, we will get a version of our request fulfilled. I am living proof of that. But I want to share a story, an article that was written by Michelle Hipskalkin a while back in Be Unique magazine that talks about this very thing. What if this is what we asked for? With different parts well, of the country starting the various phases of opening back up since the COVID came into our lives, we all probably have several different kinds of mixed emotions. No matter what each circumstance was, Everyone has thoughts on what has happened. A couple of months ago, I experienced this stream of consciousness that I had to jot down on paper as it just flowed, and I wanted to share it with you. What if, just what if, this is what we asked for? While I may not be of popular opinion, I still feel like I should share. I'm not saying that someone laid down to pray and said, Dear God, please bring a virus that doesn't have a cure yet. Come to the world and infect a lot of people, causing lots of people's loved ones to die. What I'm saying is that remember those requests for more time with my kids, less time working, more opportunity to take time for myself, cutting down on texting and driving, bringing the family unit back intact, people not practicing good hygiene, There are tons of documentaries on Netflix about farm-to-table food, current education institution not performing or handling today's needs, parents not talking to their kids, homeless population, pollution, global warming, large numbers of people not eating. So you see, with all these examples, how does this change your perspective? If you remove judgment and broaden your mind, just open up. Think about it. What have we seen from this pandemic? We've seen family bonding, strengthening of the existing family unit, a closer connection to God, homemade meals, 
families eating together, education system changing, the waters becoming clear, the pollution over China improving, proper hand washing, less driving, world peace with countries all coming together, the community outpour of love, help, and support to those who are less fortunate in the area, people having time off from work, parents becoming closer to the kids through homeschooling, and a more appreciation for everyday heroes. So, now, what do you think about all this? Need a little space to ponder it? No problem. Go ahead, take some time. Take it all in. Even if you don't agree 100%, don't you think there's some real truth in those examples? What do you think? Yeah. I know I believe that Michelle might be on to something. And I'll tell you why. I have probably mentioned this more than once, but I have a skin condition that some doctors have called eczema. Others have called it stress-related dermatitis. One called it, uh, well, several have called it psoriasis. And another one called it Alice. He said, I don't care what you call it. I know how to fix it. Well, he did and he didn't. Um, his cure was actually almost worse than the condition. Now, there are times that I have had to use a walker to get around because the pain in my feet from this dry skin is too severe to just uh, to, to just walk. It just hurts too much. So a dear friend, as a result of my talking about this, gave me for Christmas last year a walker. And I thought at first, what a horrible thing. But it was one of the most loving, thoughtful gifts I've ever received. Next to the nothing box my husband gave me. And we'll talk about that in a minute because that's another manifestation that came to pass. But let me tell you, there are times that we say things or we do things that may not be exactly what we think we're manifesting, but by golly, we are. I'm going to play a real quick little announcement here, and then I'm going to, wherever that is, if I can find it. Um, you know, once, well, maybe I will not. I'll just play this right here. Just give me a Just need a moment to catch my breath and for a moment for you to go, what is she talking about? I recently had someone ask me, Mary, when did you say that you wanted to be the hands and feet of Jesus? And I looked at her like she was nuts and I said, never. I would never ask that because I know I can't compare to Jesus Christ. And whether you're a Christian, a Buddhist, uh, even an atheist, everybody's heard of Jesus. Everybody knows, you know, historians call him a significant teacher. His disciples called him rabbi, which means teacher. Um, the man lived uh, more than 2,000 years ago in the uh, Jerusalem, Israeli area. He was, he was, an, uh, he was a Jewish man. And he's in history books, he's in the Bible, and there are a lot of ways to interpret that. But there is historical uh, fact to back up the fact, uh, the belief that he was crucified, that he was severely 
punished and tortured and suffered a great deal. And he has, uh, there are people today that suffer stigmata, which mimic the wounds that he had when he was hung on a cross. The reason that I never would want to be the hands and feet of Jesus is because I know how painful that would be. However, it dawned on me after this conversation, more than 40 years ago, I started praying. And I would do this daily in my contemplative prayer. I would say that I wanted to be Christ-like. Well, how can you be like Christ if you don't suffer like Christ? So now I'm changing my prayer. I do hope, and now hoping is not the right answer. I'm manifesting that instead of being Christ-like or like Christ, I can be like Mary. I am manifesting that my entire body, soul, mind, spirit, emotions, and ego are balanced. Because balance is the key. Balance is what we all need to be able to continue. If we are suffering, we're imbalanced. We're not balanced. And we the key is balance. So the way that I am changing an erroneous prayer, I mean, I thought I was praying for something good. I wanted to be kind, gentle, loving, generous, and able to heal people as not only their thoughts and their emotions, not necessarily physically, but I wanted to be a power for good, a source for good. And I thought that by asking to be Christ-like, that would help me. Well, it took almost 30 of those 40 years, because I said I started this prayer 40 years ago, make me Christ-like. Well, 10 years ago, I started suffering with this skin condition. started on my hands, and then it moved to my feet. And there, I've been to many doctors. I've been to many uh, alternative practitioners. I've had psychics talk to me. I've had people lay their hands on me in healing. I've been to many kinds of therapists, Um Every one of them has said something similar but different, that it's related to stress. Well, I am human. I do have an ego, although I try to keep it in check. But I also want to be better than I have been. So stress is a daily, a part of my daily life, and there's very little I can do about that. Uh, Even nuns and monks who are cloistered have stress. It's part of life. It's how we handle that stress that makes a difference. And that is why I manifest that I am balanced in mind, body, soul, spirit, emotions, and ego. And I know that some may say that ego and emotions are all part of the mind, and they could be. But I like to add them in there just because I want to be thorough. There's another one of my little OCD tricks coming out. I intend that this will take much 
less time to manifest a balanced, healthy body than when I manifested the condition that someone equated to being the hands and feet of Jesus. I can be of service to mankind without being specifically Christ-like and without the suffering because, folks, I'll tell you, it is painful. I'm going to play a little quick ad, the one that I was looking for earlier, and then I'll be right back. Have you ever read a web article on the Internet that really spoke to you? No, I mean really spoke to you. Well, let me tell you about Newsly. Newsly is the new and incredible audio app made especially for iOS and Android. Newsly picks up web articles about the most trending topics throughout the entire Internet. And at any given moment, Newsly reads those web articles to you in a natural human voice. Browse your favorite articles from topics you choose. Stop scrolling, start playing, start listening, and start learning. And Newsly has podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcasts, Unscripted, Coffee Candy and Creatives, and On Demand are there too. Go to www.newsly.me to download and use Newsly for free now. And if you use promo code BEUNIQUERADIO, all one word and with caps, receive a one-month free premium description. For the first time in the history of the Internet, the web becomes listenable. Listen and learn with Newsly. Thank you, Tony Taylor. Tony is our Thursday night unscripted host. Now, let me tell you why I say be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. There's really no just to it. Even the Bible, which you may or may not believe in, and a lot of old texts from other religions and non-religions say something to the effect of knock and it will open, seek, and you will find Ask and you shall receive. This is the law of attraction. This is the law of manifesting. If you do it properly, you get the dream life you've always wanted. If you do it a little incorrectly, just like my Christ-like prayer, you're going to get something that could be a little different. And I'll give you an example. I'll give you two examples. One that I absolutely love to talk about I call Anna's boots. Many years ago, well, well, yeah, about four years ago, my young friend Anna East was on her way to Tokyo. Now, she had lived there before. Anna is a performer. She's a volunteer for Be Unique. She's a very active young lady. She's a creative. And um, she was actually going to Tokyo to perform, and she had a contract. She'd been there once before, so she knew what the life was like. She knew what the the area was like. She was going to be in the city. And as an American, she was a lot larger than uh, many of the Japanese contemporaries. However, to know Anna, you know she's not a big girl at all. She's a tiny little thing. And she wears a size 8 shoe. Put that next to my size 12 shoe, and you know how small she is. However, a size 8 in Japan is almost unheard of. So before she left, this was in the middle of August, Anna asked me to help her manifest a pair of boots 
because she knew she had to buy boots before she went to the colder area of Japan in August in Florida. She wanted boots, not just pretty boots, but warm boots, winter boots. It's unheard of. But I pulled out my manifest journal and I said, I wrote down, Anna's boots are beautiful, on sale, warm, in her size, and we find them in the first store we go to. And so it is. Thank you, Gus. Thank you, God, universe, and spirit. I wrote it, and then I read it out loud. And as I was reading it, her Anna's mom, Jennifer, my one of my co-founders with Be Unique, put the car in reverse and said, let's go. I know exactly where to go. She went to a little shoe store. There were two shoe stores almost side by side, and both of them had boots on sale. Anna bought two pairs of boots that were perfect. And that was a really fun exercise in manifesting exactly what you wanted. I'm going to play another little ad here for you, and then I will be right back. Speaking of Anna, let me ask you a question. Do you prefer coffee or tea? This is a question we ask on our fun and informative millennial talk show called Coffee or Tea, No Phones Allowed. And why do I know? Because I'm Anna. I'm one of the co-hosts. It's a great time. It's a professionally edited weekly series that's free to watch on Be Unique's YouTube channel. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a comment with your topic or guest recommendations. We love hearing from you. Now, we're no longer creating that show, but if we had enough guests to ideas and topics, we could regenerate it. Now, I'm going to give you a little story that you may have heard before. If you've listened to Manifest Monday at all, you may have heard this story before. And this is what I call the story of Duke. It's about my mother and how she manifested something that was not exactly what she wanted, but it was exactly what she asked for. My father had been dead about five years, so my mother was a widow, a young widow. She was, my father was 60. My mother was in her mid-50s when my father passed away. Um, trust me, as you get older, you realize how young 50 is. The time she told me about this was, was interesting because she said that she sat down and she talked to God, which is just another form of manifesting. And the, the biggest difference between manifesting and praying is when we pray, we typically say, if it is your will, instead of just claiming it. Instead of just saying, this is what I want, I don't need to give you a reason. Then when you pray, you say, please give me if it's okay. So you're kind of saying, eh, I might want it, but I'm, I'm relying on you. So my mother started praying, and she said, God, for the last five years, I've been asking my children and my grandchildren 
to come over and help me with chores and things because I don't really know how to do them or I don't think I'm capable or many other reasons. But she would constantly have my, she'd pick up my sons who were not yet old enough to drive to come over and cut her grass or rake the yard or mop the floors. She just had her reasons for not doing them. And one day she got really frustrated because she needed to change out the fluorescent light that was in her kitchen. And she couldn't remember how she was supposed to do that. And she called and asked me if I could bring one of the boys over, and we didn't answer the phone. And we were the closest to her. So she said she sat down and she prayed. And she said, Lord, I want I want you to bring me a man who can help me around the house. And he'll be good company for me. I miss Bud. That was my dad's nickname. She said, I really miss Bud. And I'd like to have somebody who can help a little bit, not take his place, but fill some of the roles that he did. Fix the toilet when it needs fixing. Um, Change out a light bulb. You know, just the things that I've been calling on my children and grandchildren for. If it's your will, Lord, send him to me. And then she walked away. She thought that was it. Well, it wasn't long after that, her uh, where she worked got a new maintenance man. My mom had at that time been a bartender. And it was for a local uh, hotel. There was a bar and a restaurant and a hotel. And so it was not far off I-95, and it was a great stopover for certain travelers. Well, they had hired a new maintenance man whose name was Sid. And he would stop by the bar from time to time to get a Coke or a glass of water. And he and my mother became good friends very quickly. They were friends up until the day my mother died. However, when as friends, you know, Sid would come over to the house and he would change out fluorescent lights or kill a spider or whatever the case was. My mother lived in the country, so it wasn't unusual to have snakes in the house or on the porch at least. So she'd call Sid and he'd come over and chase the snake out into the yard. Well, Sid would come and fix things. But it got to the point where he wasn't fixing things as much as he was just coming over for dinner and then to chill out in front of my mother's TV watching the news. And then at 11 o'clock when the news was over, this was many, many years ago, when, when the news was over, my mother would wake him up in the recliner and say, Sid, you need to go home. He'd say goodnight and go home. Well, after a while, my mother tired of this routine. It was too much routine. She was Aquarius, so as Aquarius, we, we like, uh, and I am also Aquarius, we like um, spontaneity and adventure and excitement. So that was just too much routine for my mother. So she prayed again. She said, well, God, I thank you for bringing Sid into my life. He was exactly what I wanted when I needed him. But, you know, right now I think it's time for him to move on because I could use somebody with a little more spunk and spirit. I also want somebody who will go to my church with me. Sid was not a churchgoer. So I want somebody who's going to go to church with me. 
and maybe even take me out to lunch instead of just coming over expecting me to cook for him. I want somebody with a little more life that won't fall asleep in the recliner, somebody that will stimulate me a little bit. My mother's prayers were pretty powerful because it didn't take long for Tom to call. Now, Tom had been a friend. Tom and Juanita had been friends with my parents. Tom and Juanita had six children. My parents had eight. They had something in common, and they were all Catholic. So Tom called and said, Merle, I just wanted to let you know that Juanita died about a year ago. So my mother scolded him for not telling her earlier, and it was fine. You know, next couple of weeks passed, and Tom showed up at my mother's door right before they were supposed to go to church. And he said, can I come to church with you? And she said, of course you can. Well, my mother was thinking, this is the answer to a prayer. I like Tom. I always loved Juanita. Tom's a great guy, and he's a cabinet builder. So she knew he'd be handy around the house, too, if she needed anything, and he was. He redesigned her kitchen. She paid for all of the supplies and the materials, but he did the labor for free. And he redesigned her kitchen, gave her brand-new kitchen cabinets, and she was very happy. So I don't know how much time had passed, but at some point he... um, I guess decided it was time for her to pay for the cabinets. And he suggested this in a very inappropriate way. And my mother said, you can just leave. I don't, I'm not interested in that, especially not being married. Get out of my house. And he did. And so my mother sat down and she said, well, God, That one didn't last as long as Sid did, but Sid is boring. Tom's not boring, but I don't want a man who's going to expect me to go to bed with him just because he thinks I owe him something. No, there was no discussion of bartering my body for the kitchen cabinets six months ago. Would you please, please send me a male companion that's not going to require sex from me? Send me somebody that I can go to church with or leave behind, that I can take out to dinner or feed him scraps or just point and tell him to leave and he'll go. Someone that will sit with me quietly or have a conversation with me. I just need a male companion, Lord, that's going to be the things that I need. And I know you know more what I need than I do. Well, folks, my mother told me that two weeks later, Duke, this wasn't John Wayne, who is commonly referred to as the Duke. This was not a royal member of the British um, kingdom or any other kingdom for that matter. Duke was a basset hound who had gotten away from his owner's. Within the next three or four days, my mother had become friends with Duke. She fed him her table scraps. She would sometimes come back from a restaurant with a doggy bag, and she would feed him food. And Duke would sit on the porch with my mother, 
and he would howl. And if she said, hush, he would get quiet. Sometimes Duke would just go do like the dogs do, you know, little chuff, chuff, little chuffing. And she would mimic, mimic, yeah, mimic and imitate him to have a conversation with Duke. Well, Duke soon was discovered by his owners and he went back where he belonged. So my mother sat down once more and said, God, you never fail me. You give me exactly what I ask for. So I'm not asking anymore. I'll be content to be a widow. Probably another 15 years passed and my mother got reacquainted with Harold. Harold and Virginia had also been couple friends with my parents. After, and, and, and Mama, after my father died, my, my mother would reach out to both Harold and Virginia, and they reached out to her. They sent her flowers. They sent her sympathy cards. They sent her birthday cards, and she did the same. They were more like pen pals. Harold lived in Florida. My mother lived in South Carolina. Ironically, when I met my husband, Curtis, he lived in Florida and I lived in South Carolina. But that's a whole nother story for another day about manifesting. So Mama had noticed that Harold and Virginia were no longer responding to her cards and letters. So she picked up the phone and she called and Harold answered. And she, Mama asked to speak to Virginia. And he said, Merle, I'm sorry to tell you, but Virginia died about six months ago. And I've just been recovering from that. And I'm I'm sorry I didn't think to tell you before now. So the first thing my mother did, because she was old school, she sent him a sympathy card. And for probably three months, every week, she'd send them a new card thinking of you. Because she knew what it was like to lose a spouse. She knew the loneliness and the, the solitude and the need for companionship. So after a couple of months of sending Harold cards and so forth, she and Harold became more involved. He would come visit for a day, and the, the drive was about six hours. And sometimes he'd overstay his, his visit time, visit and drive time, and he'd have to spend the night in another room in the house. But they were they were just really good friends. Now, you've got to understand, at that point in time, Harold was 80. My mother was about 75. And one day my mother said, Mary, Harold is moving so slow. I said, Mama, he's 80. How fast can he move? About a year later, the two of them were talking about getting married. And... My mother said, Mary, Harold's moving so fast, I'm not sure I'm ready for this. I said, Mama, he's 81. How fast can he move? And it was, a, it was kind of a joke, but they ended up, within the next year or so, getting married. And they had a decent relationship, although instead of Harold visiting for a day or a weekend, he would come visit my mother for a month, and then he'd go home. She would go visit him for a week or two, and then she'd come home. Well, as they each got older and older, it got harder and harder. 
They weren't married more than a year, so that aging came on fast for both of them. But after about a year, Harold died. And my mother, uh, as his widow, as his current widow, uh, received his income, not income, Social Security. And she used that to live off of for the rest of her life. And I used to tease her that she was a gold digger. And she laughed, but she said, you know, I told God I wanted someone, but I told him I would leave it up to him. She said, I'll be darned if he didn't come through because it was nice being with Harold. I'm sorry he's gone, but it's going to be nice spending his money too. I said, yes, ma'am, you are a gold digger. So I'm going to leave you with a message here from Pierre. And Product like review. I'm paid and totally honest. You send them, we review it. Each product is given a score based on the following criteria. One point for each. The best score is 10 out of 10. Earth-friendly product, earth-friendly packaging, budget-friendly, uniqueness, lives up to the hype, stylish, useful, philanthropic outlook, easy to understand and use, I would buy. Contact us at beunique.reviews at gmail.com for information about where to send your products or suggestions for places or products to review. Thank you, Pierre. Now, I want to end this show today with uh, another way that I have manifested something that I really wasn't thinking about at the time. Be Unique is getting ready to do a fundraiser. It's this Saturday, October 8th, 2022, in Merritt Island at Merritt Square Mall. The address is 777 Merritt Causeway. It's going to happen from 10 o'clock in the morning until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be a very long day, I can assure you. But I'm ready for it. The thing is, I've manifested this along with Jennifer and my other co-founder, Lynn, for years. We said we wanted to do something that would represent what Be Unique is, what Be Unique does. And we wanted to present it to the community for free as a fundraiser. Now, the way this works is, is pretty simple, actually. You get enough vendors to rent space to cover your rent fee and get a little extra on top. And then you sell your own products or you have raffles, and as a nonprofit in Florida, we can have a raffle, and we're doing a 50-50 drawing. So people can buy tickets, or they can uh, just uh, put money into the 50-50. And the way that works is at the end of the day, we count the money, and 50% goes to the organization, 50% goes to the winner. Now... That's always a big draw, and I'm really excited to be able to give some people a couple hundred dollars, maybe more. If we have enough attendance, which I believe we will, because I've been manifesting that, let me, let me give you a real quick breakdown of what I've manifested along with my co-founders. And it's been so simple. Just we, we think about it, we speak about it, I write it in my journal, and it's happening. I have said from day one that MetaFest is 
very successful for everyone involved. Yesterday, I got an email from a vendor who ended her email with, our manifest is successful and provides healing. I'm paraphrasing, but it's very similar to that. And the fact that she called it our manifest, not just be unique's manifest. That was step one. I've said from day one that we were going to have, we were going to fill up and have a um, a waiting list for the next event. Well, we have a date of January 14th for the next event. We have 26 or 27 people already who can't make it to the October event, but they are ready to come to the February, January event. We are... We could have put 114 people into MetaFest. However, we have cut it off at 30 because the mall provides tables up to 30. And we have a buffer zone, so we still have a few little tables left. We have two people that had to cancel, one due to a tragic death and the other one due, due to a very severe illness. So they can't come. So there are two more spaces right there. So if anybody wants to participate in MetaFest, just reach out to me at 321-417-4309 or connect at theunique.org. That's C-O-N-N-E-C-T at B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. We thought we would have time to allow for 14 speakers in the 10 to 5, the 8 hours or 7 hours that we'll be there. I started doing the, um, the schedule and I realized we only had 11 speakers. Now, 11 is an angel number. 11 is a very, very important number. However... The um, schedule, when I started looking at it, I said, well, somebody has to introduce these people. We can't just let them pop up there and pop down. So we'll use the, the time in between the speakers to give away gifts because we are going to have the raffles. And we are going to have um, have to introduce the, the, the speakers and the presenters, which, you know, it's interesting. We're going to have a free Tai Chi Gong class. We're going, everything is free for the public uh, unless they want to buy something from a vendor or make a donation or buy a raffle ticket, which I highly encourage. But the, these presentations are all free. We're going to have people speaking about energy, paradigm shifts in health. We're going to have... Uh, uh, belly dancers. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't script this out, and so of course I'm having to fumble my way through, and I don't like doing that. These are the speakers and their shows, their their presentation. Wendy Phillips will talk about the power of story in building a life you love. Elisa Nicole, which you probably hear from time to time on Transformational Tuesday. Is going to give spirit lessons and talk about things, uh, probably Mount Shasta, her wonderful spiritual trip, and she's going to do a gallery reading. Mike and Angela Kennedy from Spirit Rising Florida are going to 
be showing us how to use a spirit drum on your shamanic journey. Gloria Rand will talk about the love method, four steps to a spiritual awakening. Bianca Namaste and her troupe will be doing a belly dance performance. April Smith will talk about the mystic flow, just breathe, move, and let go. Andrea Bartoli is going to talk about energy in motion, or it's stagnant, causing pain. And Andrea has been working with me on my skin issues, and she is phenomenal. I will tell you, the things she can do remotely are just mind-blowing. And I mentioned Dr. Jeannie Grace will do a free Tai Chi Gong class. Dr. Abel Gonzalez will be doing a a presentation on a paradigm shift on health. Humanity Yoga will be doing a yoga presentation and talking about the benefits of yoga. And our final presenter of the day is going to be Alicia Connor, talking about the ancient oils used by kings. And in between every one, we will be holding a drawing and giving away lots of things. I can tell you some of the things that have already hit our door are amazing. This is beautiful, elegant, colored glass and metal bird bath with dragonflies on it. We have a gift basket from Home Depot. We have some wine bottle lamps. As far as I know, just one so far, but we may give away more depending on how the crowd reacts to it. Uh, We have some um, South Carolina ornaments of wildlife. I cannot remember. I think her last name is Carol Carol Richardson, maybe. I can't remember the name of the artist, but they're phenomenal. And we have some local artists. In fact, I'm one of them. They will be donating items and paintings. So those are some of the things that we're going to be giving away and doing. Our Just go to Be Unique magazine on social media and find us. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E, and you will see some of the fabulous, fabulous things that is going to be going on. We're going to have sound healing and energy healing, just too many things to mention, about 30 different booths, and be prepared. In January, it's going to double. Everything that I have asked for has come true, and I don't even have to work hard at it. I just... State it in the present tense, in positive language. I believe it. I expect it. I know I deserve it. And I sit back and I wait. And I am always amazed at how it happens. Even if it's something painful, I realize now that this is something I requested ages ago. And I have to apologize to my body because I did. But on that note, I'm going to say bye-bye, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this. And remember, what you get is what you've asked for. Thank you for listening today. Remember to come back every Monday at 11 a.m. for another Manifest Lesson. The second and fourth Mondays, I am live, and my guests always have something interesting to share. 
Be sure to follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your favorite platform and check out all our other Manifest Monday shows. If you have questions, want me to guide you on your Manifest journey, or would like a transcript of this show, just reach out to me through BeUnique.org or email me at ManifestMondayShow at gmail.com. Until then, stay present, stay positive, and always remain grateful. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton. Thank you for joining us today.